Welcome to the Culture Matters Podcast, Episode 5. Build your cultural competence. Listen to interesting stories. Learn about the cultural pitfalls and how to avoid them. Get the global perspective here at Culture Matters Podcast on international business. We help you understand cultural diversity better by interviewing real people with real experiences, helping you develop your cultural competence. Today, my guest is Bob Groll. He's co-founder of FYPS, or Vibes, specializing in financial management, interim management, and executive search. It's time for this week's guest at the Culture Matters Podcast. Here's your host, Chris Smith. Hello, Bob. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Uh, depends a little bit on when you're listening to this uh, podcast. Recording date for this session with uh, special guest Bob Krull is 22nd of February 2013. And for us, um, it's a morning. Good morning, Bob. Hi, good morning, Chris. How are you? I'm, I'm good, thank you. Weather seems to be good. And uh, how are you doing in, uh, in Brussels? Ah, the weather is good. I'm just just checking outside. It's there's ah, some clouds are slowly slowly drifting in, but there's a, a bit of sun and a bit of blue skies as well. So all in all, pretty good. Sounds good. All right, it's good to talk to you again. It's been uh, it's been some time. Bob and I know each other. Uh, this is for the audience. We know each other. We've done some business together even, uh, but that was a couple of years ago. And the very first moment we met was, I believe, in Paris when you were working for an organization and, uh, and I did a presentation for that specific organization, right? That's, That's as far as I go back. That's correct. I think it was about 2004, 2005. It was in Paris. In Paris, yeah. Right. All right. Uh, Bob, why don't you introduce yourself a little bit to the audience? Uh, tell us uh, a little bit who you are, what your frame of reference is in terms of, uh, of culture, what your experience is, and we'll take it from there. Okay. Um, well, as I said, my name is Bob Grohl. Um, I'm owner of a company called FIPS for your professional solution, uh, intermediary for uh, financial professionals uh, from accounts payable up to CFO and also executive search. Mm-hmm. Um, financial guy only financials um, and payroll administration actually that's our core business so nothing else um, so we do for intro management and um, set to the executive search okay that's what you currently do professionally that's what I currently do um, actually that's the business where I'm in since uh, 1999 um, and uh, uh, in, in 2003, I, uh, I worked for American Express. There was a step uh, step aside until 2009. Um, I used to work in um, in Europe, based out of Amsterdam, and I worked in Singapore, also for American Express. So, and and what was your mission in Paris? Was that just an occasional visit, or did you work there? No, actually, the, the time we met when you give your presentation, uh, I, I thought it was an account management or a sales meeting in Paris. Um, so for about 100 to 150 uh, account managers. Um, so sometimes we, we just meet up and uh, we have the strategic sessions and that was the time that we met. Okay, all right. Uh, that's That context sort of slipped my mind a bit. You're a Dutch national and does that reflect in your, uh, in your culture as well? You feel a Dutch national in terms of, of culture? Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm quite sure about that. Um, that's what you notice when you're abroad and then especially when you meet up with uh, with other Dutch um, yeah, then you see also the, the, the what it reflects with your culture um, especially in Singapore we had a Dutch uh, group or community mm-hmm. and well then you see all the joy and pain or the 
advantage and disadvantage of your own culture. But I think yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely Dutch. Okay, that's well, that's fine. And and there's a saying I use, and and um, and, and and please, audience, don't uh, become really angry. The saying goes: If you ain't Dutch, you ain't much. <laughs> Yeah, that's one. I remember that one from Paris when you said that. But that's only a joke. It was quite hilarious because there were only a few Dutch and the rest was from all other countries in, in Europe. So um, but that was a great start. <laughs> Probably alienated about 90% of the audience of the listeners right now. Anyway, sorry, it was not the intention, okay? Um, so uh, Dutch national, Dutch passport, uh, living and working from uh, the Netherlands and then you moved to Singapore. Mm -hmm. How long have you stayed there? Uh, for about one and a half years, and I worked uh, for in Europe for about four and a half years. Okay. Uh, what was your first uh, memorable encounter with an other culture? Um, well, actually, there, there are a couple of them, actually. Um, uh, when I when I uh, worked based out of Amsterdam, I had a regional position, so I uh, had some EMEA clients. Mm -hmm. uh, Actually, with, with the, the French, um, we, we had some, some challenging times, um, especially because you have to, to be adopted actually by, by the French. Um, you, you should emphasize with, um, with their position and also uh, with the, the current issues we, we had in, the, in that market. Okay. Uh, can, can you illustrate that with, with, a, with a, an example or a story? Yeah, well, um, in, in France, I used to work for, for a client, an, an EMEA client, and um, uh, actually my, my local uh, account manager, he was negotiating on the lo local level, um, but actually we had a European contract. So that had more to do that they didn't felt really um, a part of, of the European team, so I had to work on that. And then you see that, that uh, even the client and also my, my account manager, they were very close together, and it was for me quite hard to, uh, to be part of that. Sort of blend in into that uh, that duo, that group. Yeah, correct. Because they also thought that they had their own specific issues only in that market. And uh, afterwards, we uh, the conclusion was actually that that it was just part of the European uh, uh, issue. Actually, where in every market we have the similar problems. Why, why why did you attribute that to uh, cultural differences? Um. That's that's a that's a good question. Um, it, it it actually came across when we spent some time together with my my European um, uh, procurement. Mm -hmm. um, we went there, and first of all, it was really a tough meeting in the morning. And then we spent some time with them uh, during lunch and talk about families, vacations, and and all things nothing business related. And then it came across, and then people said, okay. Well, we feel actually that we are independent country. Um, a lot of decisions will be made here in Amsterdam. Um, so they felt sort of neglected. And I think that's perhaps also the, the yeah, what happened actually from, from France. Okay. Could, would it have anything to do with the, the, the perceived Dutch directness in communication? Could be. I think also it was the relation from... Uh, the the one I took over the the role for account management. Um, he spent some time in other markets um, like the UK and, and Germany for that time. Mm -hmm. So um, I think France they just went their own way. Um, so I, actually, I was just rebuilding the relation with with the, the, that local market at the time. Okay, 
Um, yeah, I was just thinking about the, the, you, what you said about the French going their own way. I was interviewing um, Richard Hill uh, in a previous uh, uh, episode of the, uh, the Culture Matters podcast, and he actually called the French an autistic nation. <laughs> so there was, I thought that was pretty bold to mention it like that. Um, can you describe a moment when you realized you had a culture of your own? Yeah, well, that, that, that's also what we discussed, I think, in the past about joy and pain, um, working and living with other cultures. Uh, let me start with my own Dutch culture, indeed. Um, for example, in, in Singapore, um, everybody knows how to, to uh, act, to uh, hand over a business card with two hands, etc. Mm. And so you're, you're so much focused on, on uh, trying to integrate in the culture. So when I saw that people came uh, from out Holland, uh, colleagues um, with meetings, um, they always um, react from out their own references. And what I mean, what I mean by that yeah. is that Chinese, for example, are not used to make physical contact besides a hug, uh, what we, especially younger generation. Yeah. And our Dutch colleagues said this came on and kissed them three times on the cheek, uh, um, sometimes being very direct or making inappropriate jo jokes in their, way, their vision. Yeah. So that, that, that's something really uh, that could be a little bit embarrassing um, from our own culture. That you, you would find that being uh, embarrassing from the Dutch, the Dutch perspective, really? Yeah, actually, because here it, it's it's not not on a business level, but um, we are French. You know that it's normal to give kiss three times on the cheek. Yeah. Um, and and in, in China and or especially the Singaporeans, it's it's not actually accepted. And for them, it's um, no, it's not 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 the way how you greet people. Right. You wouldn't shake hands with anybody, and just if uh, typically if it's a female person, you wouldn't kiss her uh, three times on the cheek, left, right, left. Mm -hmm. no. Correct. Okay, what what would you consider being the biggest difference then between the Singaporeans and the Dutch, in your experience? Um, in my experience, um, I think the directness, that, um, that that's one of them. The other thing is that they're very competitive. Um, Singaporeans? Singaporeans are very competitive. Yeah, Compared to the Dutch. The, um, when, when they were in... Before high school, there is a test uh, when they are 11. That is the most important test they have to make. Mm -hmm. And that will decide uh, if they can go to a junior college or go to a sort of labor school. Mm -hmm. uh, but, so for them, it's really important to be the best. And uh, besides that we are direct, I don't think we are that competitive in Holland. No. Well, compared to, to many other cultures in, uh, in the rest of the world, other than the Scandinavian countries, the Dutch are considered not as... As competitive, direct but not competitive. Correct. Yeah, uh, and and can you can you give a specific example of, of what you just mentioned? Um, in, in in Singapore, it's, it's quite accepted also to to share with other people that that you uh, are successful. Um, for example, what I saw is that in for the first time in my life, I saw the the, the huge cars like the Mercedes and the Lexus. Uh, And in, in very wide, um, you saw also that, that the doctors at the hospitals, they drive in Ferraris and, and Porsches. And that's accepted because you're a doctor and so you're in a specific group. Um, it, it's, it's not like the in India, you know, with the cost of it. Yeah. Um, it it's, it's, uh, it's accepted actually to, to show that you're successful and um, in good in what you're doing. Yeah, and, and it's relatively that way, not that way in the Netherlands. No, 
I think it, it's changing nowadays. The, like, like we say, the new rich, uh, they would like to, to show that they are successful and also driving bigger cars. Um, but on the other hand, it, it's difficult, I think, for the Dutch people to, to, to share that you're very successful. Uh, maybe we're more more modest from that perspective. Yeah. So you mentioned earlier you stayed in Singapore for a year and a half. You came back. Was there any... No, first, uh, one question in between. Did you experience some uh, level of culture shock when you moved from the Netherlands to Singapore? No, because Singapore is actually it's, 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 uh, quite safe um, compared to other uh, countries and, and uh, cities in, in Asia. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, it's actually a European uh, sort of Asian city. That sounds weird, but um, there are a lot of expats. Yeah, uh, there, there's a mixture of, of uh, the Singaporeans uh, who actually exist in of the Indian people, uh, Chinese and Malay. Yeah. Um, but also, by what I said, there, there are a lot of um, uh, expats, actually. So it's not really a culture shock. It was, it was really impressing, very impressive. And, and um, no, we didn't experience a shock. Okay. And then a year and a half later, fast forward, you come back to the Netherlands. Yeah. Did anything change for you then? Did you, did you come back to the Netherlands with and experience different things about the Dutch? Um, I, I only do, it was only one and a half years, but I really have to get used to the directness uh, again. Um, you're, you're changing, also that you try to to um, emphasize with the Singaporeans. And um, when I came back, then I had a few clients who were so direct that I was yeah I have to get get used to that uh, actually. And um, also the food, to be honest, I increased by ten kilos. The food is incredible there, so it was good for me to uh, to slow down a little bit. But at 12 o'clock, I was really starving, and then I had to eat a sandwich again instead of the lovely warm meals. Yeah, yeah. And the Dutch are known for their food culture, right? Oh, I think we we, we still have great food, but it's uh, the sandwich with cheese is is still acceptable with a glass of milk. And um, I still can see the faces of my colleagues in some Singapore when I told them that we were eating that. So. Yeah, um, yeah. I think we can learn a lot about Singapore from that perspective. Yeah, absolutely. I think we can learn a lot about any other culture when it comes to food. Um, yeah. The cheese sandwich and a glass of milk. That's what the Dutch have on average when they're <laughs> having lunch. Um, can you describe any pain and, and or joy you experienced when working with other cultures? And if you have a story with that, that would be great. Um, yeah, I think actually besides the um, the one with, with my Dutch colleagues, you know, when they were kissing three times, um, I, I think in, in general, every culture has joy and pain, uh, but also it depends on how you anticipate and handle that. Um, so for for example, um, I had uh, in, in Asia, um, one of my, my markets was actually Korea, and I... I and now I had a call with that uh, with my account manager over there, and I said to her, "Okay, I need some information from you." And that was really, actually, from their uh, point of view, it was kind of rude. So in Korea, normally you have to first, like in France or Belgium, first build that relation. So you, I have some niceties to ask them. All right. What's your weekend? Uh, how you're doing? Actually, are things how does the the weekend plan, and then you will you will start with business, and we'll come across with the questions and tasks. Yeah, so yes, again, that uh, the task orientation and the directness of the Dutch, uh, and, and which is diff- which is difficult for other cultures to deal with. Huh? 
I think sometimes it is, and, and I think if you do the same with Australian, they it's quite accepted because they're well not always direct, but more. And I, I didn't realize when I said from Korea that um, for them it's important first to build a relation and um, then start direct with with the business. Yeah. Yeah, good example. Thank you for that. Uh, can can you not sounding really negative, but come come up with your what would be your biggest cultural mistake um, you've made, and and what did you learn from that? Um, the biggest mistake I made is um, I think it's it's in general um, if that's all right with you um, with with Australian and and uh, the, the British. Sure. Um, Because we all think that we speak English, and, and I think well, most of the Dutch will do. Um, but that doesn't mean that you understand as well what they mean. Yeah. Um, so, so what I learned is that actually, when we had issues, um, most of the time as account manager, we have to deal with the issues that we're hired for. Um, and that, that you think you understand what they what they what they want and what they mean, but actually in England uh, they have another way of speaking, and so you think you understand them, but. Um, it's not really the agenda, but actually they, 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 um, okay. Can you, can you come up with an example of, uh, of this? Um, I, I think I can, um, one, one of the clients I had, um, they were based out of Amsterdam and also their, their head office and they decided to change the whole travel policy and they moved from another, uh, travel management agency to, uh, to American Express. Mm-hmm. Um, So in the beginning, it sounds really good, and uh, the the counterpart actually in um, in the UK, uh, they did a great job. Um, so also the, the the client itself in in the UK, they seemed to be very happy. But mm-hmm. when we just learned actually, um, they were very much focused again on on their own market. So it would be be an absolute advantage for the whole company worldwide to build up a new report system and service, but. They were so focused, actually, on on uh, the service level. They have the implant, uh, they have their own travel agent, so in their own uh, building. Yeah. Um, so then, then also we we noticed, or maybe I misunderstood, uh, together with my colleague, my British colleague, is that that we have to change the whole setup actually for them. So that's listening about about what what they what they want to do, um, and also the service perspective. That that's something different that we have here in Holland. Does it make sense? Yeah, I, yeah, I think it makes good sense. Absolutely. And any any mistakes you've made yourself in when you, in your time in Singapore, and any learning points for yourself from that? Um, well, in Singapore, actually, I um, I have one colleague, a Dutch colleague, who went uh, I think one year before me to uh, to Singapore, so he could tell me a little bit about the do's and don'ts. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think still the, the directness sometimes um, people like that uh, when, when we had um, discussions with clients that um, well of course we, we will come across and we also tell the client in a decent way about what, what they can expect from a service level and that's what they like mm-hmm. sometimes we are too direct and, and uh, still even you try to avoid that uh, we will always be the, the most direct yeah. country yeah. of our nation Even if you're trying as a Dutchman to be to be less direct, you're usually more direct than the other culture. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, it's a difficult uh, it's a difficult thing to uh, to 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 bend to unlearn as well. Bob, at what moment were you really proud of the way you handled the situation? Um, 
give yourself a pat on the back. <laughs> oh, now, now I have to be modest. Um, I, I, I think again about that directness. Um, you have to remember that in Singapore, that the people are not used to, to very direct reactions. But sometimes we have clients from Australia or India, and when there are really issues, then sometimes it was a sort of shock for them. You know, we were perplexed that people were screaming and shouting, and that's really not done in Singapore. Um, <laughs> I think that that's a good thing from the Dutch that we um, sometimes we even can push back even when a client is very angry when it crosses the property line and, and um, maybe I can tell also in a modest way that I was sort of popular to join my colleagues when there were really serious issues. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we, we can, I think we can handle that. We, we don't um, uh, are perplexed actually or in the shop when clients are, are screaming and shouting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, um, it's, uh, I've got two questions for you left. And um, the, the first question I want to ask you of the two questions, give us three uh, uh, parting words of wisdom. In other words, uh, three cultural tips uh, that you can give the audience and maybe from your own experience when dealing with other cultures. What should you do? What should you not do? Um, I think in general, um, it it's the most important thing what I learned is to build a relation with the person you're working with, you know, that, that even try to understand and emphasize with that culture. Uh, don't think only from your reference. Mm-hmm. Nice example is actually when you um, have a call with somebody from, from, uh, from the UK and they say, oh, call you, it's five. It's always five o'clock uh, Greenwich, you know, and, and we, we have to, I think we're, we're um, quite focused also on other cultures. I think it's important to, to learn and understand them and also spend some time on, on those people uh, if you would like to have things done. Mm-hmm. And this, uh, this, this not only goes for Singaporeans, this goes for pretty much everyone. I think it is, yeah. yeah. The built a relation. You don't, you, don't, you don't build a relation with the culture, but with the person. Yeah. Um, so I think that, that that's for me vital uh, to spend time and also spend time with them just to, to have a lunch or dinner or have a drink um, and, and listen about the person yourself. That, that really helped me in my business. Yeah, Se- try to separate the person, the personality from the culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good point. Any other uh, uh, words of wisdom from you? Um, I think if you, if you spend time on the diversity and also about the cultures, I think especially what I learned uh, in, in your trainings, um, it, it makes you more efficient. So to spend just a little bit more time instead of only on, on your core business mm-hmm. to emphasize with people, um, I think it will make you more successful and uh, it will avoid a lot of frustration. Okay. Yeah. Spending time relationship building. That's sort of the core of your tips. Absolutely. Okay. Perfect. Bob, if people want to get in touch with you, what is the best, the best way to reach you? Um, they can always contact me via uh, email, of course. It's uh, bobcrow at uh, pips.nl yeah. um, or via, via my mobile phone. It's uh, plus 31-655-744-007. Okay. And your email address is bob, B-O-B-G-R-O-L at F-Y-P-S dot N-L. That's right. the one. Yeah, I'll link that up in the show notes as well. And uh, so if, um, if any of the listeners wants to, want to get back to uh, 
uh, and get in touch with Bob, they can do so. And uh, the links are on the on the website culturematters.com. And look for episode five of the Culture Matters podcast. All right, Bob, thank you so much for your um, your words of wisdom and sharing your experience with us, um, typically about your European experience and the time you spend in Singapore. You've, uh, you've given us some, some great insights and some great tips, and, and thanks for, um, for being so upfront and so direct as a, as a true Dutch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're welcome. All right. Thanks. See you, see you soon. Eh? Okay, thank you, Grace. Bye. Bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed this interview with uh, Bob. And if you did, then maybe you can do me a great favor and head over to the iTunes store, to the podcast section, and uh, rate this Culture Matters podcast. If you do so, I'd be ever so happy and ever so thankful for that. Last but not least, I want to point you out to the Culture Matters ebook that you can find when you go to culturematters.com slash ebook. Read all about it. It's a compressed two-day workshop, all in a very easy-to-read ebook. That's it for this episode of the Culture Matters podcast. Next week, no, next week, in two weeks' time, we'll be back with another episode. Till then, bye. That's it for this episode. The Culture Matters Podcast, helping you understand cultural diversity better by interviewing real people with real experiences.